DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Draft heads, what the heck is going on? Welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I will be your host here for this particular episode. And, spoiler alert, uh, it's actually just me today. We've had some, well, some interesting things go on uh, at Draft Society headquarters. And I'll tell you about that in just a second. But first, a reminder that the Key Pass Collective is the audio companion to the Draft Society website. The Draft Society is where you're going to want to go to get all the tools that are going to help you dominate your Draft Fantasy Premier League. League. Um, League. League. That's like saying ATM machine, right? Uh, Anyway, so uh, yeah, things might get a little bit weird. It's just me here today. Uh, Basically what happened is, unfortunately, uh, my good friend and colleague Ryan has come down with the coronavirus. Toddy is coming back from Thailand. It's much better, but uh, still, unfortunately, means that he is incapacitated for the time being, Um, and everyone else had life plans. So here I am. I'll be one-manning this show for you here today, but it's going to be a good one, actually. We're going to have some fun. We are going to talk through weekly preparations. Uh, We'll do also, you know, streamers and all those different things that one does in weekly preparation, but we want to actually talk through the process of weekly preparation as well. So I'm going to sort of walk you through my process and just uh, planning for my game week and just sort of making sure that I'm all ready and I'm all set to go. And ideally, we'll get you to that place as well where you feel comfortable going into this game week, hopefully uh, with a with the, with the determination, at least, uh, or, or an, an inkling that you'll be uh, you'll be in the running for the the win this game week. So that's the plan. Um, again, thedraftsociety.com is where you're going to head to get many of the tools that we're going to be talking about today, but also uh, just to get some uh, almost anything you can imagine when it comes to dominating this draft game. We will mention a couple of just uh, a couple of tools, a couple of resources that are available to Inner Circle members. If you're willing to part with a couple of dollars a month, you would also be supporting an independent fantasy football website. And we appreciate you so much. Uh, Okay, let's get into it. So as I sort of alluded to, we're going to be talking about game week preparation. And there's a lot of of ways to go about doing that. Um, It especially gets interesting when we are dealing with a situation like we're currently in, which is a double game week followed by a week in which many teams, unfortunately, don't play. Uh, so we have a double game week followed by a blank game week where six teams, those being Brighton, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, West Ham, and Fulham, do not play. Uh, so it's going to be very tricky, um, or at least it's going to take a little bit of planning to make sure that you're not loading up on players this week. Um, that are unfortunately going to blank you next week, and you will be up, you know, the creek without a paddle. There's another way of saying that, but um, I'm going to try to keep it clean this episode. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Anyway, so you want to start by looking, obviously, at your current game week. We've got four teams with double game weeks, Brentford, Brighton, Southampton, and Crystal Palace. And this is a perfect time to mention that just because a team has a double game week, does not always mean that that is a situation you want to go all in on. For example, Crystal Palace this week is playing Manchester City, followed by Brighton. Manchester City, we don't really need to say a whole lot about that matchup, but Brighton, they are on an absolute hot streak. They destroyed the competition last week, and I Don't see them cooling off anytime soon. Certainly not against the likes of Crystal Palace. So I, personally, am staying well away from definitely defenders, goalkeepers, absolutely, uh, probably forwards, in all honesty, from Crystal Palace. 
the only players that you might even consider on that team are midfielders who have a decent baseline of what we call ghost points. Now, these are points that players score for doing things other than scoring goals or assisting, because I don't think they're going to be doing too much of that this week. Uh, So any players who have a decent baseline of whether it's key passes or dribbles or if it's clearances or if it's interceptions, things like that, uh, those might be players worth considering. But honestly, if I'm you, I'm probably staying well away of Palace assets this week. All right, but the first thing I want you to do, just right now, I mean, not if you're driving, but you know, when you get a chance, head over to your matchup and just scope out your opponent's team. Um, this is a good thing to do, especially in a double game week. This is a really good thing to do um, just to see how much of your team you are willing to shake up. How much of your team, especially if you have a good team that's been performing well, are you really willing to drop those players just in order to try to get in double game week players who don't necessarily have any sort of guarantee that they are going to perform like you think they are going to perform? Um, The first thing to do is just double check that, right? So if you head over to your opponent and you notice that your opponent um, has, you know, 17 players going this week, you know, meaning that many of their players have double game weeks. You look at those matchups and they are juicy. Uh, they have, I don't know, maybe it's Ivan Tony in a double. Um, maybe they have Mohamed Salah against Bournemouth, uh, who doesn't have a double, but it's still juicy. Um, you know, things like that. You need to first take stock of your opponent's team. How well are you going to stack up to them this week? And if the answer is you're not really, there are <laughs> there are worse things than just putting out the best team you can without destroying your team and taking a W, right? Taking one on the chin. But then what I want you to do is instead of trying to build your squad for this week, instead of trying to build your squad to where you are going to be competing and challenging just for the win this week, what you're going to do instead is turn your focus to 28, which again, as mentioned, six teams are blanking that week. You want to make sure that you are not going to be in a situation where you are a man or two men or three men down next week. This is huge, right? If this week is not looking good for you, set yourself up for success for next week. Don't just sit on your laurels. One way to do this If you go to draftsociety.com and you head over to the inner circle on the tab on the top and you pull up our fixture difficulty tracker, we have a fixture difficulty tracker that tracks the matchups for every single team and breaks them down by every position on the field, right? So then you will see, so for example, if I look at Brentford this week, um, if I look under the defenders section, I can see that defenders who go up against Everton normally score 8.7 fantasy points. That's Fantrax's default scoring, right? They also go up against Southampton, in which defenders normally score 9.4 fantasy points on average. That is, those are two of the juiciest matchups in the entire league, right? That is beautiful. So my point in saying that is, yeah, obviously you can work it to where you're using the fixture difficulty tracker to help you out this week, but you can also use it to help you out in upcoming weeks. And one way to do that is if you go to the top of that page and download the customizable tracker, you can change it so that it displays any game week. So what I would recommend, if you are not unfortunately going to be competing or it looks dire for you this week, What you can do is go to that fixture difficulty tracker and change the beginning game week to game week 28. Change that to 28 and end it wherever you want. If it's 29, if it's 30, end it wherever you want after that. Or you could just look at 28. Um, And then you can focus on putting in claims or just picking up off of the free agency um, pool players who are going to perform for you for 28, for 29, for 30. Set yourself up for success. Um, So let's start by looking at your opponent. Let's make sure that you are in the running for this week, that you have a shot. Um, And if you do, great. Then we'll talk about next steps there. If you don't, 
you need to start looking forward to um, weeks upcoming, let's let's say. If I go now, I look up, let's see, game week 28. Let's end on 29B because 29 is another double game week. Um, what I find out when I look at, for example, the defender position is that, believe it or not, Aston Villa, Forest, Leicester are the top three teams in terms of defensive matchups. Villa have Bournemouth, Chelsea, Leicester. Forest have Newcastle, Wolves, Leeds. So it makes for some interesting interesting reading, right? Um, getting yourself ready for that because most people this week are not going to be picking up Nottingham Forest defenders or Villa defenders, right? These are all things to just, <clears throat> pardon me, things to just think about and consider if you're not going to be competing this game week. Okay, so now we've decided that we we actually are going to be competing this week, right? So for those of you who are not going to just kind of cash this one in and, and take this weekend off and hopefully go sip a Mai Tai somewhere, for those of us who are going to have the turmoil, um, the feelings of anxiousness literally all weekend um, <laughs> and just have to go through that whole thing that we put ourselves through every week in this game... Um, Let's talk about that. So you can do the same thing with uh, with the fixture difficulty tracker, except for in a double game week like this week, it helps to just focus on this week. So if you set the beginning game week to 27 and the ending game week to 27B, which is the second set of matchups, um, and you sort by various different positions on the pitch, what you're going to notice is that the fixture difficulty tracker on the website, which looks, uh, let's see, which looks five, four or five game weeks out, um, it's going to be much different than that. It's going to be much different than the one that you see on the website because it's only, it's only sorting for this week. So what we end up seeing is, unsurprisingly, the aforementioned Brentford um, fixture list that they have for this week, Everton, Southampton, well, they're going to be at the top when it comes to defenders. Brighton right below them with a double game week against Leeds and Palace. Surprisingly, Southampton does come in third for the defender position, even though they have United and Brentford. But then, Palace, the other double game week team, in terms of their fixture difficulty rating, they are 17th out of 20. So these are the things where you start to kind of take into account how teams previously have scored. Think about Palace in general as a team and how they've been. And then you start to sort of conceptualize, okay, there's double game weeks, but then there's also double game weeks that are traps. And this could be a prime example of that. The interesting thing when you sort by midfielder instead, where players are not going to be penalized for those goals against, you do see Crystal Palace jump up to that fourth spot. And so even though we're against City, where the matchup is still red, um, <clears throat> midfielders average six points uh, against City. Brighton, again, a red matchup. Midfielders average 7.1. But if you add those together that 13 is still higher than the next team, which interestingly is Liverpool against Bournemouth, where midfielders average 10.5 uh, against Bournemouth. So something to keep in mind. Again, we, we mentioned in previously about players who have a strong baseline, who get you a floor of points. Um, that would be one to consider for this week for Palace. But... Uh, the problem being, we don't always know who's who's going to to potentially start both of those matchups. Again, if it's me, I'm steering away. But just something interesting that the fixture difficulty tracker can sort of clear up for you or help you um, think about in maybe a new way. If we sort by forward, we see Brighton actually jump ahead because forwards score 12.5 on average against Leeds, um, which is is more than either Brentford matchup. So yeah, that's that's interesting, right? You see the the different teams sort of jump ahead in the fixture difficulty rankings just because of um, first of all how many weeks you choose to display, uh, but also their opponents and how 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 many points they give up to 
each position. Um, so something to think of there. Obviously, this is one of my first stops when I am looking for for streamers, when I'm looking to plan my game week. This is where I always begin. Another good spot is heading over to our player projections, which is another inner circle benefit. Player projections, we have them every single week, thanks to DraftLad. Amazing resource. Uh, and they're constantly being tweaked. We're constantly trying to make them better. Um, we're constantly trying to ensure that they're as accurate as possible. And we do plan to do sort of after this season, we do plan to look back and sort of see how well we did in terms of uh, projections. We're hoping to kind of do, uh, I don't know, um, like a little bit of a, a calculation in terms of, of their their accuracy, you know, in terms of week to week, uh, how close were they to actually actually projecting a player's points, um, you know, taking out sort of outliers where maybe a, a player just absolutely goes off who doesn't normally, um, a Thomas Partey scores two goals or whatever, right? This doesn't normally happen. So uh, we're going to look at that and we'll, uh, we'll obviously post that on the site after this season when we're able to, to go through and, and do the post-mortem on that. Um, anyway, so if we head over to the projections, what you're going to see is not going to surprise you. You're going to see Solly March, Matoma, Tony, Ward-Prowse, McAllister being players who are at the top, the very, very top of the projections this week. And that's because it links directly with the conversation we just had about the fixture difficulty tracker. When you look at sorting by forward, we've got Brighton, Brentford, Southampton. There you go, right? And so it plays out in the projections, uh, which are actually based in past player performances, um, projection or expectations um, of player scores, uh, how players previously have scored against that team. Um, so we see all these things sort of coming together to form kind of a, co a coherent narrative or understanding of what is likely to happen this week. Now, there are always freak accidents, and some of us have those happen to us more than others. Looking at you, Ryan. But, um, but otherwise, I mean... Generally, we want to, we want to, I don't want to say play it as safe as possible. You want to play for upside, but we generally want to go with um, what the most, if you want to say the, the most trustworthy approach might be, the most, um, the approach with the most efficacy, the one that could be depended on seven or eight times out of 10 setting aside, you know, freak performances or freak accidents. And in order to do that, that's where I usually use the projections. If I'm between two streamers for that week, I'm, I'm usually going to check out the projections and see um, which one's projected higher. Sometimes it's a gut call, but a lot of times I want to just, you know, go with those numbers, go with um, what is more likely the probability says might happen. So now you've spent some time with the fixtures, you've looked a little bit at projections, and you're sort of ready to go and, and make some either waiver wire um, claims, or you're ready to just go ahead and pick up some free agents, um, potentially dropping some players that you have. All of these things will give you a good impression of how your players will do either this week or adjust the fixture difficulty tracker, and it can tell you you know, how, what to expect from your players in coming weeks as well. Um, again, this is not 100%, but this is going with probability. This is going with past scores. This is going with past player performances. Um, it's built on data. And so our goal, our hope is that more often than not, you'll see these play out to a fairly consistent um, extent. And with projections, nothing is ever... 100%, you know, there's always, there's always your Miguel Almiron who is uh, going to score, you know, two goals on a, on a, on a 0.6 uh, XG, right? So it just, sometimes there are those freak, freak things that happen in this sport. That's of course why we love it and why we obsess. Um, okay. So the nice thing about using that fixture difficulty tracker is, okay, now you have an understanding of which teams 
you know, have this matchup that is going to be pretty juicy should result in a decent number of fantasy points. Okay. Well, then I go to my platform, whether it's Fantrax or wherever else you play, and I'm going to go ahead and instead of just sorting my player pool by all available players, which can get overwhelming, I actually sort it by team. So if I go to Brentford, I want to see who's available, right? There's some players who maybe aren't going to make my my cut, maybe aren't going to make, um, you know, the, the sort of that that borderline in terms of do I want to risk it or do I want to pick up somebody who has maybe like a higher upside, right? So a perfect example of that is Eureka Henry. You look at Rico Henry, if we're playing Fantrax default scoring, he's got a 5.08 point per game average. He does decently ghost sometimes. Other games completely disappears completely perfect example being the 2-2 draw against Forrest where he scored negative 0.5 played 90 minutes right but generally what we see is Mr. Henry disappearing against really good teams or at least better teams he had the one against Tottenham he had the 0.25 against Arsenal so what do we do with this information there's a decent chance that Brentford keep a clean sheet in one of these matchups. Dare we say two? <laughs> Hard to say. But at least one, right? That being the case, that's guaranteeing you almost 10 points from Henry. If I were to tell you that's all you're going to get this week from a, from a defender, you're probably pretty happy with that. So this whole mental process later, after I have this in my brain and think to myself all these things, Am I picking up Rico Henry? Sure, absolutely. He's probably behind a couple of other players on my list, like maybe a Joel Veltman or um, maybe a Salisu, right? Someone like that. But um, absolutely, he's in my queue. He is maybe a few spots down, but he's there um, because that potential likelihood of a clean sheet with some hopefully some ghost points on top Maybe he even lucks into an assist. Who the hell knows? Probably not, but it's in the realm of possibility. And once you head over to your player pool and you're sorting by various teams to see who's available, because uh, you never know. You don't want to sort by rostered. You don't want to sort by fantasy points scored um, because you're just going to miss players. You just are. Anytime you sort by those types of things, you're going to miss a guy who hasn't played many minutes but is... Getting a run in the in a, getting a run in the team uh, recently, you're gonna miss a guy who you know maybe was injured and is just coming back from injury now. Uh, you're gonna miss players, so I like to sort by team. You can do the same thing on the player projections page, actually. Uh, and don't worry, in a second, I'm gonna talk about some other uh, resources you can use. If you don't subscribe to um, a lot of these resources I'm talking about on our website, which is totally fine. Um, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you going to the site, using the free resources. We, that's our whole goal is to just be a resource for you, for the community, for fantasy managers. Um, but if you go to the, the page and you sort by team instead of uh, who's going to have the most projected points for the week, it will sort alphabetically by team and then sort by who on that team is projected to have the most fantasy points. And if you look on that page, the very last column is stream question mark. And if there is a one in that column, it means that that player is pretty lowly, lowly rostered, <laughs> is not rostered very highly, is another way of putting that, I suppose. Um, and that's a player you might be able to target in your league. So using Brighton as an example, right? We scroll down, we look at the aforementioned Veltman, you've got Webster, you've got Dunk, all projected to start both games, all rostered 33% and below in Fantrax leagues, right? And I'm guessing if you use a different platform, this remains true for your league. And all projected above 10 points for the week. Right, And these are the type of streamers 
that you want. These are the type of guys who you're hoping um, are going to deliver. This is exactly the type of double game week that you really want to prepare for um, because it is juicy. It's not just you're not just starting a player because they have a double like these Palace players. Instead, you're starting them because they have a double and good lord, it's juicy. So um, you can do that. That's that's one way to do it, right? And fixture difficulty tracker you can use ours. There are others that exist. Um, online that most people who played, you know, the normal FPL game use, they're not going to be tailored to um, the fan track scoring system. Um, but especially if you don't, if you don't use default scoring on fan tracks, you can find fixture difficulty trackers that you can use um, that will be for default scoring on FPL, right? Meaning you're getting points mainly for your attacking returns, for your clean sheets, those kinds of things. Do that, and then do the same thing on your platform. Go and sort by team, scroll through that team, and see um, which players are available that you might not have been aware of. So that is going to be my first you know, recommendation, is that you go, you kind of sort, figure out which teams have the best matchups, sort through those, and see if you can't snipe a player who is just sitting on your wire because somebody lost faith in him and... Maybe he's not the first name on the team sheet always, or maybe he hasn't played the number of minutes, so people have glossed over him in the player pool, but you went a little bit deeper and you were able to find that player. Um, So start there and put your waiver claims in. Let's talk about a few players that you might want to target this week. All right, four defenders. We'll talk through defenders quick. Um, In terms of streamers for defenders, that leaves us with many of the teams that we have already been talking about thus far, right? So when you sort by defender and you look at the fixture difficulty tracker, you've got Brentford, you've got Brighton, Southampton, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham is borderline with Forest being that sort of like greenish shade, or sorry, yellowish shade of green. Um... And this is just, you know, purely going based on um, the the, sh- the pretty shades. Green being good and yellow being meh and red being bad. Um, but Nottingham Forest, you know, giving up 7.6 on average to defenders. Now, granted, you shouldn't have any faith in Tottenham keeping clean sheets at this point. So um, do with that what you will. If you have a Tottenham defender who is going to ghost, then fine. But... Um, if not, that's probably that borderline enough where you you want to stay away. Newcastle, good luck getting any of those defenders, although they might have been dropped um, because of the last couple game weeks. So double check that real quick just to make sure. But let's go back up to the top of the list. We look at Brentford. Um, we already mentioned somebody like a Rico Henry. You're probably not getting Pinnock. You're probably not getting me. On the other side, it gets a little murky, but... You may want to grab Hickey um, just in case, although that one to me is a little bit more of a question mark. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm banking on that um, particularly. Moving on to Brighton, you know this. We've talked about this already, but you've got Feltman, Webster, Dunk, who are probably available in your league or um, have only been picked up recently by smart managers. But um, Estupinian, absolutely, if he's available, pick him up. Uh, all of these defenders are starts this week. All of them um, are definite streams in this double game week. Okay, um, kind of moving on to to those with with single game weeks because it gets a little bit. I don't know. It, it's it's more of a gut call, I think, uh, for for these ones. When you look at Liverpool playing Bournemouth, there's a chance that Liverpool could absolutely give up a goal. Although they've been stout defensively recently. Um, VBD, I'm, I'm sure is, is rostered same with the wingbacks. Here's something to keep in mind. Liverpool are the first matchup of this game week, right? So the, the Saturday lunchtime game, do you have a spot on your roster where you have some wiggle room? Do you have a spot on your roster where you're keeping a guy who, mm, meh, you could probably pick him back up if you needed to. Or you could pick up a player who would perform similarly. If the answer is yes, then you should absolutely grab 
any high upside streamers from Liverpool. Costa Simicas being absolutely at the top of that list. I'm not telling you I think he's going to start. I don't. But what if he did <laughs> against Bournemouth uh, with the form that Liverpool is in? With Konate and VBD at the back, they've looked absolutely stout in defense. Um, it's it's always worth a stream if you ever see Simicus um, starting at that left back spot. So that is one tactic too to keep in mind. You want to look at the actual matches for the weekend and see which matches you know in early on. I'm talking either the Saturday lunchtime games or the Saturday early evening games where um, or afternoon games, I suppose, right? Um, but where you have high upside streamers that if they don't start, you could easily drop them and then find someone who's going to do a job for you later on in that game week. So maybe it's the Saturday night match. Maybe it's the Sunday matches, right? But if there are players like that, the Simicus, those types of players, um, even arguably, you know, Milner in a start, he, he's done very well. Um, He's scored the most average points of any Liverpool uh, midfielder this year. That might have changed after last week, but previously that was true. These are guys you want to add. These are guys you want to to pick up and hold. And if you're an active manager, as long as your as long as your league allows you to make you know changes up until the the whistle, drop them, drop them if they don't start. But if they do. You don't have to race to try to get that player. You already have an incredibly high upside streamer. And as mentioned, Liverpool, the fourth strongest team defensively in terms of expected fantasy points this week, um, with 9.7 being the average that defenders score against Bournemouth. There you are. Um, Okay, moving on. Manchester United, they have Southampton. Um, It's a good matchup. And there's a decent chance that people have dropped United defenders. Decent chance. So I fully expect this team to bounce back. Um, I think Martinez could be a good play this week. Uh, Even uh, Veron. (laughs) Veron is a tough one because he is absolutely dependent on that clean sheet. If you think they keep a clean sheet, if you think that there's a pretty strong chance that James Ward-Prowse does not get a free kick outside of the box (laughs) in this matchup, then maybe worth a stream, maybe worth a stream. But um, otherwise, yeah, uh, anyone on the wing, um, sorry, the, the wing backs or the full backs, I would be interested in. Um, even maybe a Wanda Saka play if he does get the start, uh, I would be interested in. Uh, like I said, I would be I'd be interested in Lissandro. Um, Veron is kind of borderline for me. Manchester City playing Crystal Palace. Palace giving up nine point one. Two defenders. Um, this is always a gamble. We tell you all the time about about city defenders, especially center backs. This is your your choice to make, friend. Go go and go with God and and do what you will. If you choose to gamble on this, then um, may the fates be be with you. Uh, honestly, it's a good it's a good matchup. It really is, and. You know, City need a, a strong, convincing win. They've they've really been lacking recently um, for form, and this might just be the one where they win five nil, where they win four nil. Um, so it's not a, I mean, it's not a bad stream if you can get a hold of uh, one of the defenders you think is is going to start. City, not not a bad choice. Uh, this is where I would potentially go to fantasy football scout. <clears throat> pardon me. Or another uh, website, whichever you prefer, RotoWire, um, Fantasy Football Pundit does this. Um, some of the betting sites do this where they give uh, probable lineups. So most people know about Fantasy Football Scout and their team news. Um, we use that as sort of one of the indicators that, that we use on our projection site to give us an indication as to whether or not a player might start. But I like to go there and just look at their their lineups and sort of think through of this starting lineup, who here is a streamer? 
who here's a potential streamer? You know, just thinking in my mind, generally with using my knowledge of my league, who here is probably 40% rostered or less? So, right, when you look this week, you're going to see um, they think that that Pep's going to roll out basically like a 3-4-3 three, three kind of, uh, or more, more of like a 3-2-2-3. Three, two, two, three. Um, but regardless... Walker, Diaz, and Ake back in defense. Walker and Ake, you could probably pick up off the waiver wire, um, depending on your league. But um, decent streams this week. Yeah, just know that you are gambling. You are definitely gambling, and you need that clean sheet um, to be happy about that play. So there you are, defenders. Let's move right along to the midfield. All right, so we talked through, you know, early matchups, early matches, I should say. Uh, and potentially stashing players from those matches who could be difference makers, who could be um, high upside streamers. Well, you're going to have a couple of them in the midfield in terms of the early matches for this week. So looking at Liverpool uh, playing against Bournemouth in that early match, and then you have Brighton Leeds and Brentford Everton right in those in those matches in the following window, uh, which for me is at 10 o'clock a.m., but... Um, you know, for the UK is going to be that uh, early afternoon window. So these matchups provide you an interesting opportunity to stash a few players or stash a player who you think might have the highest upside uh, just to see if that player starts. And if so, slot them in. You don't have to worry about clamoring to the free agent pool to try to get them before your league rival does. Some of these players would include... In his current form, it has to be said, Harvey Elliott. Uh, yeah, I can't explain it either, but um, he looks lively. He's everywhere. He's in the attack. He's, he's involved. He's been absolutely amazing in the last couple of matches uh, and truly has been kind of that, that creative presence that uh, Liverpool were lacking in the midfield. This brings us to other questions like Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. Yeah, I know Jordan Henderson had an assist last week. We also scored seven goals. That, <laughs> that is not going to happen every week. Jordan Henderson is not normally a fantasy option. And I may be proven wrong immediately this week. I know that they're playing Bournemouth. But I am not starting Jordan Henderson. There are better streamers to be had this week. I'm not starting Fabinho. There are better streamers to be had this week. Um, so don't. there's no need to go with somebody with that little upside so early in the game week. You have all weekend to try to find a streamer to slot in who is going to get you some decent points. Um, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. Um, so moving on. You know, looking at Brighton, looking at Brentford, um, most of these players on Brighton are going to be rostered. So it's probably not worth spending too much time looking at that. Um, Caicedo may be available in some leagues. If so, grab him. Um, a bit of a preview into, you know, forwards. If Evan Ferguson is still out there in your league, grab him. Um, but otherwise, yeah, these players are rostered. There's no reason to, to really hold out much hope that uh, you're going to get you know, a McAllister or a Matoma, obviously, or a, a March or a Gross or anybody like that off of waivers. So probably look for greener pastures. Um, as far as Brentford is concerned, surprisingly, there are still midfield assets uh, to be had on the waiver wire. And um, Jensen and Norgard would be the two that you that you really want to, to try to pick up if possible, if they're there. Um Jensen going to provide you a little bit less upside than a Norgard, but both of them have been solid this week, this year. Um, both of them have been, have been really dependable, honestly, um, with, with a decent baseline of points. Yanelt, I'm not convinced, and I'm certainly not convinced that he's going to start both. Um, one player to look out for, potentially, uh, just depending on whether or not he, he gets the start would be Mikel Damsgaard. Damsgaard has looked fantastic in, we could say, almost every start he's gotten, which have been 
very, very few. But this could be the time. One of those high upside streamers, potentially Stash, remember you can drop him. Aside from that, we have uh, a couple of shouts for players who um, maybe are, are lesser lesser known um, or just kind of coming onto the scene or getting a shot maybe for the first time. Uh, Kamaldine Sulamana has been tearing it up for a couple weeks now. I mean, that, I guess that's <laughs> put that in retrospect, but sort of tearing it up. But he does have that double and um, is likely to start both of them and is still only rostered in 18% of leagues. Uh, I assume that's changed probably by the time you listen to this, but he's probably still out there in your league or potentially um, is available, especially in home leagues if you're not in an uber, uber competitive league. So Sulamana, definitely check to see if he's there. Another interesting name, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Mainsley, as we call him here on the pod, 3% rostered, um, at least he was at the time of the projections being published. He is likely to get a start and it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. He's a midfielder, but would probably be starting at that fullback position. Um, and so he's not going to get penalized for, for goals given up, but he will be able to whip in crosses. He will be able to, um, potentially get interceptions for you, those kind of counting stats. He's a decent one to just grab. I mean, especially if you find yourself in a spot later on um, in the in the game week or you find yourself in a spot where, you know, one of your, your players who you were counting on um, is benched. Looking at you, Pep. Looking at you, um, Klopp, depending on who you have, right? Uh, so, yeah, he's one to just pick up and just, you never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> another player from Southampton, Carlos Alcaraz, who has shown uh, definitely in his brief cameos, one to consider. Uh, his health is a question mark, so keep your ears perked for that one. But um, he has looked absolutely lively in, in his cameos. Check that out because that would be one to potentially add on this double. Even if he does um, get one start and then, let's say, 30 minutes in the second one, that's a good amount of minutes uh, on a double game week for, for somebody who uh, is averaging 10.6 uh, ghost points per start. So that's that's pretty incredible. Um, sorry, project those are projected ghost points. My fault. That's not, that's not per start. Um, just want to make that clear. All right, cool. Moving on. Okay, um, other players to potentially consider would be the aforementioned Harvey Elliott, uh, like I said, um, Sabitzer, potentially, uh, against against Southampton. He's still less than 50% uh, rostered, which I find pretty interesting. And, yeah, I mean, aside from that, I, that's, yeah. <laughs> A lot of these players, unfortunately, you know, even though we label them as streamers, I know that in a lot of these uber competitive leagues, I mean, these guys are already rostered. Um, you need a deep one. You could potentially roster or pick up Kevin Shada from Brentford, who might get one of the starts. Uh, and again, Everton Southampton. And that would be massive upside um, for the, the midfielder position. At least that's his default. Um, that's his default position, even though he will be playing uh, basically as a forward. So, that's a deep shout. Uh, I know that some of you kind of complain sometimes because it's like, well, all the guys you guys mentioned are already rostered in all of my leagues. So hopefully, hopefully that one is is out there and he's kind of kind of sleeping or people are sleeping on him, I should say. All right, let's move it right along to forwards. Um, I mentioned Evan Ferguson. He's now I think up to sixty percent rostered. I don't expect him to be out there in your leagues, but the sort of converse of that is going to be Danny Welbeck. Does Welbs, that man Welbs, does Welbs get himself a start and split the two games with Ferguson? If so, do you start both? I think I would. Um, the problem is, if Welbs doesn't start the first one, would I start him? I don't think so. 
Oh, that's a tough one. It depends on your options at forward. It depends on your options at forward. Would I rather start Danny Welbeck or Paul Onuachu, another potential streamer who has Man United and Brentford and has been benched the last couple of weeks? I would rather start Welbeck in that case. Um, would I rather start Welbeck or Yohan Wisa? This is the level that we're kind of talking about, right? Yohan Wisa also might only start a match, but he might start both. Um, mm, incredibly goal-dependent. Welbeck is lively when he plays and he's fit. He's been great this year, honestly. I think I'd go Welbs there. So, again, it's not always just because it's a double, you start the guy. You have to take into account, will they be rotated? Um, who is their backup? How good is that person? Are they in the manager's good graces? And if all those things are a yes, then you really need to think about who you start on a double because um, starting a Yoan Wisa in that first match against Everton sounds great. If he gets yanked at 70 and then doesn't start the second one, Brentford, you know, cruise to an easy win against Southampton. Maybe he doesn't see another minute and you can see that scenario playing out. Right. I mean, that that's not hard to imagine. So uh, yeah, I mean, these are all potential streamers and I know they sound gross. Why? Because the forward pool is disgusting right now. Um, so, so just things to, to keep in mind. Um, another one, Reese Nelson. Yeah. Reese Nelson. I mean, after the heroics, after the incredible scenes, uh, from, from last match. Yeah. He might actually get that start. Uh, we need to check in on Trissard's fitness levels, but, um, Reese Nelson is one of those that you probably want to add sooner than later um, and know that, yes, you are waiting until Sunday at 10 a.m. Um, or Sunday in the early afternoon matches to figure out whether or not he's playing. But mm, you have Newcastle Wolves in the match on Sunday evening. And that's the last match. Oof. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm not doing it unless I have other options. I know there's a lot of upside there. There's a lot of potential. Um, we even have him, let's see. We even have him projected for like 10 points, 12 points. Um, 10.9 to be to be specific. But yeah, I, mm, I don't know. That's, that's a hard one. Like I said, forward pool sucks, which is why I'll say if this man, Manor Solomon, is available, please add him over any of the players that we've mentioned so far. This man is absolutely electric. Um, my hair stands on end just from watching him play. He's incredible. I just, I love the man. I love the player. He's incredible. And um, I think his time has come. I think he really is about to start getting um, more extended runs in the team. And I, I'm here for it. I, I would love to add him anywhere I can, even just as a speculative ad. If you have a bench spot that you can afford to not potentially start him this week, because again, he is that later match. Um, he's he's one to, to stash and, and put away for, for the future. Dango Batara, always out there. Um, 36% now. He's slowly creeping up in, in ownership percentages or roster hood, I'd like to call it. Um, but is playing Liverpool. Probably not going to find a ton of joy there unless he gets in behind, which is which is possible against Liverpool. Um, does ghost decently. Um, yeah, if you're in a rough spot, if you're in a pickle, sure. But otherwise, I'm probably avoiding him this week. Uh, another one would be Jorginho Ruter. This would be probably the last forward that I want to highlight for you all. But Jorginho Ruter uh, leads forward 10% rostered at the time of publishing the projections. Um, in line for a start, there's a lot of injuries going on there. Plus, Ruter is in form. 
He's looking good. He does ghost uh, decently, we could say. I mean, ah, he's, he's okay. Um, you're hoping for a goal, obviously. Is up against Brighton, who are stout defensively. So, again, forward pool, gross. So, all of these are going to be kind of dart throws, right? But, um, but, yeah, there's upside, obviously, to all of them. It's kind of up to you to figure out which one you believe in most. <laughs> hope that helps okay friends i'm gonna leave it there because i know it's probably been a lot just to hear me and me only um if you've made it this far man do i appreciate you this week more than <laughs> more than ever um but honestly uh yeah like we like i said previously um community i hope this helps because you, you guys are the reason why we started this whole project you're the reason why we have all these resources available why we try to be creative in the offerings that we that we put out on the website and um if we can ever do anything better or, or help to create resources that would better prepare you if you have ideas for articles or ideas for um stat columns that we can do anything like that deep dives on anything please get at us and let us know um we we want to we want to improve we want to uh, continue to offer the, the best, the absolute best product that we can and website that we can. So we appreciate the support. Uh, there's a ton of free stuff on the website. Go over and check it out. Uh, whether it's rankings, whether it is looking at articles, um, we have waiver wire articles, we have sleepers articles that are free every week. Check those out. Um, and then there also is uh, the subscriber benefits. But again, if not, then there's plenty of free stuff out there. You can check out lineups from FF Scout. There's ways that um, even if, if things are tight, if the budget's tight, there's ways that you can still win at this game. And as a last resort, you know, I mean, you always can tag us on Twitter, ask us a question. There's a chance, I guess, that your league mates will see it. But um, hey, why not? Give it a shot. Create a burner account. Ask us something anonymously. Uh, we'll retweet it. We'll get some more eyes on it and see if this community can't uh, can't weigh in. There's a lot of amazing minds in the community and uh, and we'll get as many eyes on it as we possibly can. So tag us on Twitter. Uh, tag me, tag the Draft Society, tag Ryan uh, at CNFC82, at tag Toddy at Toddy Andor. And hopefully they will be back with me next week once we all sort our ridiculous, crazy lives out. All right, friends. Have an amazing double game week. I hope it's not too infuriating as many double game weeks can be. Um, but just know that uh, we're right there with you. Cursing things, ruining things, and hoping that we have just the luck that we need to pull it out. All right. It's been, it's been a good one. Um, thanks, community. You guys are the best. Talk to everyone soon. KPC out. Cheers. Cheers.